Good morning. Welcome to the Homedale Chamber of Commerce Chambercast. Glad everybody's here today. Well, we're going to have a great meeting today. We have a fantastic list of guests, and we're going to be talking about a number of different issues. And what we're hoping at the end of this discussion that you you leave with information that you can use that is helpful to you and your business as we move forward during these challenging times as folks that are in business, run businesses, and also in our personal professional lives to learn and pivot and thrive and grow. So I want to thank everyone for being here today. Just a couple quick housekeeping items. First of all, I'd be remiss if I didn't thank uh, Ralph Zucker and his visionary Metroburb for uh, allowing us to host this podcast here today. So thank you so much, Somerset Development. Quick note, if you are watching this on streaming, please hit share and please set up a watch party because for the Homedale Chamber Facebook site, which is the best way to follow the Homedale Chamber, it's at Homedale Chamber, very simple. Please like it, share it, and if you are in front watching right now, hit the watch party button. That would be great because you may have friends or family or business associates that may benefit greatly from the information they're going to uh, be hearing today from our guests and the interaction that you're going to see today. You're going to take a lot with you. Uh, We're going to start by introducing our guests and then we're going to go around the room in the audience and we'll pan over because we want to also hear from the folks that are here today about who you are and what you do. And then we're going to get right into the meeting. So we're going to get started now and I want to thank everybody. Also, be sure to... uh, uh, log in and sign up for free daily news at tapintohomedale.net, tapintomiddletown.net, and tapintocoltsneck.net, which also covers the Homedale Chamber and will be able to uh, help inform you on meetings such as this today and all, also the meetings that come up in the future. The Homedale Chamber of Commerce is a volunteer organization, 100% volunteer. We meet once a month to talk about topics that are important uh, to the community, important to business. And there's also a very significant emphasis on nonprofits, on uh, doing well by doing good, by helping others, by supporting our fellow members of the community and getting people through tough times, through rough times, and supporting uh, both adults and children in in various uh, issues and challenges that they face. And that's a critically important part of the chamber and part of the reason why it's so different and I, I think interesting and the reason many so many people come back now we've had to shift as well during the pandemic we met every month we met over the wave room which is absolutely beautiful if you haven't been uh to bell works if you haven't been back recently they're open they're open to the public uh very welcoming environment and it's so beautiful and so historic designed by Aero saarinen the designer the architect who also by the way designed the saint louis arch and also jfk airport Uh, by way of historic reference. So much history in this building. But we had to pivot as well. We had to move to Zoom meetings. We had to go online and think of different ways to be creative and to reach out to folks to help continue to nurture and thrive the local business community. And uh, for anyone who's thinking about, for example, uh, doing their own podcast, don't try this at home. Make sure you're (laughs) reaching out to Ming, which I also want to thank from the Shared Universe Podcast Studio. Big round of applause for Ming for the work that you're doing for us. Thank you so much. So, hey, listen, we have with us today Jacqueline Mahias Fuertas, who is the regional director of uh, America's Small Business Development Council, right? Not close. That's Small Business Development Center. Center. People get us confused with SBA, which we're not, but they do fund us. 
So it's New Jersey Small Business Development Center. Wonderful, thank you. And we also have two wonderful sisters who are gonna be talking to us about Breast Intentions, which is a nonprofit that has an incredible story. We're gonna be sharing uh, what, what you're working on as well. And we also have Joe Castagliola, who is one of our original chamber members, and he's gonna be talking about his business and also how you're pivoting and thriving in this environment. Joe is the owner and franchisee of Painting with a Twist, located very close by us next to Coles in Holmdale. Absolutely fantastic place. And we also have with us one of our uh, first, uh, in the first round of chamber speakers, Alexis Castellano, who was the co-inventor of incredible revolutionary swimsuit technology and built a business and sold it. I believe it's now it's called Wowies. And she's gonna share her story and also a story that's very interesting of the benefits of being a participant in a chamber and how the uh, interaction between folks that are visiting and listening and learning uh, can benefit. And we have a really interesting story that you're gonna hear about how the Homedale Chamber of Commerce helped inform the business that you're currently involved with Alternate endings, which is going to be located, and I think it's opening tomorrow. But I don't want to. I don't want to jump ahead of the story about this incredible business that is opening tomorrow, right near you. So stand by for the details on that. So what we'd like to do, uh, Jeannie Wall, my wife, yes, and best Hi, friend. Everybody. We're going to talk about. We're going to uh, open it up to the folks that are in the audience. Okay, great. We're going to open it up, and we're going to go around and. Um, if you can just give your name and your business, and if you have an example of how you pivoted, how you've adapted and adjusted during the pandemic and continued thriving, you can also give that example. And I know this lady pretty well, Holly Schultz. <laughs> Good, af good, good afternoon. Good morning. <laughs> See, time is running by. I'm Holly Schultz from BCB Bank. We are a community bank located here in Homedale, um, our only branch in Monmouth County, but 30 branches strong across the state. We've pivoted. I've personally pivoted. I've done so much business through the phone, through Zoom meetings and Google Meets and just being there for clients. Um, really challenging times and We've stepped up and made ourselves available for advice or lending or what just an ear to vent to. Um, I know most of the people on the panel. Um, I hope they would say the same about me. So Holly Schultz from BCB Bank. Thanks, Holly. And the reason Holly probably knows just about everyone in this room is because she's really involved in the community and she really gives back. Um, BCB Homedale Bank is very involved and gives back to the local community. Carrie. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Carrie Kuskowski. I'm with The Connection. We are a managed IT service provider based out of Hazlitt, New Jersey. Um, our main focus is to um, help you and your business to stay connected and stay protected, uh, stay connected to the world and protected from the world, um, helping you to focus on your business while we focus on your IT needs. Sorry. Um, what we've done, we actually helped a lot of our customers move to their home once the pandemic hit. And um, I am still in the office, but the other gentlemen I work with are working from home, but we are available 24 seven to uh, uh, manage your IT needs at this time. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie. Good morning, everyone. My name is Lisa Britt. I represent a business called Border Saves. 
We're based out of the Eatontown area, and what we do is we work with hundreds of local business owners, all categories, allowing them the ability to exchange their goods, products, and services with each other, allowing them to save cash, grow a new customer base, and also access so many of the things they need for their business or personal needs. So nice meeting everyone. Thank you, Lisa. Raven. Hi everyone, I'm Raven. I'm a journalist with Tap Into, so I work with Jeannie over here. Um, this is my second Holmesdale Chamber of Commerce meeting, and I'm so excited to hear from all of you and to be introduced to everyone here as you guys introduce yourselves. And if you ever want to share your story, I'm all ears, and so is Jeannie. <laughs> Thank you, Raven. Hi. Hello, I'm Adrian Marsigliano, and I work at Exit Realty East Coast. And during the pandemic, we saw a huge exodus from the metropolitan communities, such as Jersey City, Hoboken, and all of the New York City areas coming into the area of the suburbs because of the pandemic. I think they wanted to have more space and people who were renting decided to purchase. So we saw a big, big influx of people and we just were able to handle it through the CDC guidelines and we wore masks and gloves and a lot of Zoom meetings and we were able to help a lot of people move around. Thank you, Adrian. Here's Ted. Good morning, everybody. Ted Fridley, XL Travel and Kick Cancer Overboard. About seven years ago, we realized we needed a new website. We were always too busy. It was never a priority. And then, of course, comes February or March. Our business went from 100% and thriving to pretty much zero. And actually, we were busy for about a month or two to just give everybody money back. So we went minus rather than just zero. But we had nothing else to do but build a new website and a new YouTube channel. So that, that's the positive that came out of this. And we're all ready. So whenever the timing is right for people to travel again, we're all set to go. Thank you. Thank you, Ted. And I know I spoke to Ted when we were in lockdown because I was thinking his business, you know, no one can travel. And Ted actually said, everything's going to be okay. Don't worry. We went through Sandy and we know what that's like and everything's going to come back. So you're always such a positive uh, influence and inspiring, Ted. Thank you. So one of the things that we love to talk about are new businesses. And we have a few new businesses in Homedale. So this is great. These ladies can introduce their new business. Good morning. Uh, my name is Jillian. This is my sister, Lauren. And we are the owners, managers of Hand and Stone in Homedale. We are also located in the Coles Shopping Plaza on Route 35. Uh, we opened our new business right in the beginning of this pandemic. So this is completely uncharted waters for us and we're just navigating as we go. Our construction started in the very end of February. So we were shut down two weeks later and we've just been chugging along here. Um, but Hand and Stone is all about self-care and wellness. Uh, we feel that in order to be successful, whether it's in your personal life or your business, uh, especially during this pandemic, you need to take the time for yourself, give your soul the time to restore allow your body to relax and let your mind refresh. Hand and Stone is customized spa uh, service that we offer massage, facials, and we also do some waxing. Hello, my name is Lauren Rathburn. I'm Jillian's sister. Um, we would love to invite you for our grand opening, which is Saturday, November 14th uh, from 11 to 3. We're going to be doing um, specials all day, raffles, spin the wheel on the hour, 
Um, also, starting November 1st is our holiday pre-sales for our best gift card sale ever. Um, if you're a member, it's buy two, get one free. If you're a non-member, it's buy one, get one free. Um, we're off offering contact-free pickup through curbside or um, emailing the gift cards, or you can come into the spa. Hope to see you guys soon. Thank you. Hello, I'm Carissa with the Skipology. Um, going into this, we knew we were going to have to adapt to a safe setting to make people feel comfortable. Um, we reduced our minimums for par birthday parties from 16 down to eight. Um, most groups of people that hang out are seeing each other in school um, for at least two to three hours um, a week. Um, so we also spread out the time in between games. There was usually a 10 minute turnover. We uh, we went up to 30 minutes so we could reduce the amount of people in the venue as well as sanitize and have enough time for all of the props to dry um, after we like fog, fog the room down, clean out the air. Um, our we're, main priority is quality over quantity. So we'd rather have safe environment versus getting as many people in and out as possible. And um, we're getting a lot of reviews back saying that um, the customers are feeling safe. So that's really important to us. Thank you. Thank you. And Escapeology is a new business in Bellwork. So make sure you check out the entertainment here. There's Swing Loose Golf. There's Oasis VRX Virtual Reality. We have Escapeology. So there's a lot going on here. And everything is very safe in Bellworks. Okay. And now we have Miss New Jersey, right, for America. Thank you. Hi, I'm Elsie Hu, Miss New Jersey for America. I was crowned in August of this year in the middle of this pandemic. Um, I work for actually a, a really large financial firm, and I have a small business called Accomplished Women LLC and an iHu Media. So originally, uh, I was at the Grammys at uh, the beginning of the year, and uh, as a I'm a PR professional. And then I signed up to be a part of a pageant. So I pivoted my business since I wasn't able to attend events is to help nonprofit organizations um, through media, through uh, publications. So I found it that since a lot of people weren't unable, were unable to give back, this was a great opportunity to give back using my reign. So I go to nationals in January, very excited. Hopefully we'll be able to go to Vegas. And I enjoy um, getting to know new people, new businesses, supporting you. I'll be happy to go to your grand opening, uh, meet people like Jeannie and her husband, fantastic people. So thank you. And I have to say that one of her um, important issues with her platform is domestic violence. And October is Do Domestic Violence Awareness Month, correct? Yes. So it's a very important topic. Thank you for your work that you do with that. And we have our Renaissance man here. <laughs> Hi, Al Aloisi. I'm your independent insurance broker. And uh, just a reminder, it's open enrollment time for health insurance. And for uh, anyone who qualifies for uh, Medicare Advantage plans and the Medicare Supplement plans, uh, you've seen the ads on TV. Some of them say, oh, well, you have zero premium. Well, it's actually true. I use it for myself and for my clients, and they seem to be very happy. So um, you've seen those ads. You've even seen Joe Namath on there talking about it. Well, anyway, I can handle all of those um, uh, things for you. Okay, Al Aloisi. And let's hear it for Al. He was the, the gentleman playing the piano as you walked in today. So thank you, Al. Hello, Michelle. 
Hi, guys. My name is Michelle Fugit. I'm the Director of Recreation at Care One at Homedale. Uh, we're a long-term care center, and we have been right up front um, since day one with the COVID uh, pandemic. Um, our building has had to adapt where I normally would have entertainers and dogs and everybody else coming into the building to bring joy and happiness to the residents. Instead, we have horses walking around the outside of the building. We have um, a events where people do FaceTime, we work with the local schools, and we have interactions with the kids. So always trying to find ways to bring joy and happiness to our residents. We're proud to say that we've had over 89 individuals recover for COVID, and I think that's the numbers that we don't hear. So people are recovering from that. And we are... Um, we are COVID free right now and we continue to do each day different things to keep the folks safe and learn from the past and keep everybody safe and healthy. Um, so one of the ways we're doing some happiness right now is we're having a grab and go pumpkin patch. So our front lawn is going to have a bunch of pumpkins. We're going to have a goodie bag hooked onto the pumpkin. You basically pull up, grab a pumpkin and go. Our residents will be sitting in the windows or maybe some on the porch just to see that joy um, in the Halloween spirit. So stop by. I have some flyers if you're interested. This is tomorrow afternoon. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning. I'm Leslie Murray with Clear Sky Life Transitions. I am a life coach and a professional performance consultant. Everything that I do is based on emotional intelligence. Uh, when your life is going upside down, so many changes are happening to so many people, you have to make smart choices or you end up with your life being more complicated. So if you're interested in what I do, I'm here and I'd love to chat. Good morning. I'm Anna Apollonia. I'm a realtor with Heritage House Sotheby's right in Homedale. Thank you for inviting me. This is my first time here and uh, I see some familiar faces, but I'd love to get to know everyone that's here. I've been a Cold Snack resident for over 20 years, but just recently in the last month have moved to Homedale. So I'm kind of interested in uh, getting to know and meet more people in this area. And uh, I sell obviously almost anything from townhomes to uh farms and estates. Uh, my specialty is farms. I love selling the equestrian lifestyle, but uh, certainly if you're interested in getting to know a little bit more about me, I'm also interested in getting to know more about you. Thank you. Thank you, Anna, and welcome to Hometown. Next is Denise Wonderler. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm Dr. Denise Wendler, and I'm a sports medicine physician. Um, most importantly, though, mom of three, um, two here on earth and one in heaven. I'm uh, the founder and president of our family's nonprofit, Team Vienna for SUDC Awareness, and co-founder of the SUDC Coalition. And you know, everyone's heard of SIDS. SIDS are the babies who die of no explanation, less than one year old. But then at one year old, us as parents, we think that we're safe and that everything is fine. And that's not the case, as my husband and I, both physicians, learned the most tragic way. Um, one year and older, it's like SIDS part two. It's called Sudden Unexplained Death in Childhood, SUDC. That's kids 1 to 18 who die without explanation. My little girl, Vienna, sadly was one of them here in Homedale, about eight minutes away in our house, um, where she um, was watching TV with... Um, our other two kids and, and our babysitter and fell asleep and never woke up. And so now we are on a mission to change this, to increase awareness, because even as physicians, we never heard about this, which is so shocking. So I'm working with medical schools and, and hospitals, giving lectures and um, really trying to increase awareness, education and research, working with Harvard um, to really get the word out and um, solve these these 
unbelievable mystery. So other families won't have to live, you know, um, without their, their healthy child. So thank you to everybody for their, their support, past, present, and future. And uh, we're at www.vienna.team and sudccoalition.com. So thank you. We do, yes, thank you. So actually here at uh, Bellworks, Vienna's birthday, which should be her sixth birthday, is um, January 19th, which is a Tuesday. And um, Escapeology actually has, has led the way in, um, in offering to do a fundraiser, which is so so special, because honestly, I'm not good at that. Um, and so they offered, and then also we have Oasis VRX involved, Swing Loose and Door Golf and the Gathering Shops, who are willing to get involved and donate a portion of their, of their um you know, income for Tuesday and Wednesday actually to Team Vienna, and it's going to go to um, the research project in, in, um, in at Harvard. So we're very excited about that, and so thankful that they are joining in the fight with us here at Bellworks. Thank you. Thank you, Denise. Um, I think really there's no one stronger than a bereaved parent who can actually get out of bed in the morning. And Denise is truly a, a wonder woman. I, Denise, I just. Thank you for sharing your story. Yes. Okay, hello. And you're also um, new, right, to Homedale, relatively new to Homedale, but not to your business, right? So we're going to hear about that. Thank you, Jeannie. Uh, my name is Anthony Labecci. I'm a partner with Monarch Worksite Advisors and Benemont. We're a full-service employee benefits firm specializing in small to large businesses in all aspects of employee benefits. Uh, we have an office right here in Bell Works, which we'll be moving into, what do they say, Monday, and hopefully it stays that way. Um, but one of the ways that we've, in my business, have pivoted due to COVID was the, uh, how you would say, the... Uh, taking on technology in a different light. Uh, technology in my business has always been available, but many people have never actually utilized the technology because it was easier to see people face to face. And now since that has been taken away from us, we've been able to pivot and start utilizing virtual enrollments and virtual education processes for employee benefits, obviously, to educate those employees of any types of firms, small or large, and be able to help them enroll while we give technology to our clients that they can utilize to make life easier for them as well. So if anybody has, has any questions about things like that, I'd be happy to answer them. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I think we're going to get started with our panel. Well, we would be remiss. Can you hear? I'm still good, Bing? Okay, great. Um, the uh, for, for folks who know her, you know that the digital Rolodex that Jeannie has is absolutely incredible. She naturally brings people together, naturally looks for connections. And so if you're, if, if, if you know her or if you come to know her, she will, uh, uh, bring folks to you and, and bring relationships together very quite organically. And so she didn't introduce herself tonight, but she also is a chamber member. And so she also has a publication, which when you talk about adapting and thriving in this new environment, one of the, we, we consume news in many different ways, uh, but more often than ever before, it's digitally. And uh, so Jeannie, uh, introduce yourself and your company. And uh, from the digital marketplace and publications is 1.5 million page views so far this year, I think? I think it's closer to almost 2 million page views um, since January 1st, 2020. And this is local news. 
It is, yes. And and um, I really do love what I do. And I especially love um, seeing people connect and then watching the different relationships that form from that. And I love um, covering local charities and nonprofit organizations and helping connect them to businesses. I think every business, no matter what your business is, needs to be connected to the nonprofit and to the charity world. So we always try to feature um, something that I call charity talk, which is where we speak to different um, local charities that are truly making a difference in the communities that they serve. So um, thank you so much and let's get started. Well, absolutely get started. Been, and it wasn't too long ago that uh, Jeannie turned to me and she said, well, we're doing a video podcast. Uh, we are? Well, that's a, adapting, thriving and surviving. So we, we're, we're gonna get started and um, for the folks that are here, we maintain social distancing and all the other safety protocols. So our audience, if you're looking in the audience, you're looking here, uh, you're not looking at hundreds of people, right? But here's what, what might be interesting for you to know. The, the, the video podcast from last month was viewed over 2,000 times. So when for this, for this meeting, for this communication, it, uh, your audience, it's probably at least 2,000 people either in the audience or virtually, or folks are gonna be liking and sharing. And just a, a quick additional note, if you can hit watch party and let's spread the information that's gonna go around the state right now. So the Chamber of Commerce is a unique place and folks invested their time to come here today and to either network, to meet folks that they, they know or wanna to come to know other people or share their story. And there is a story that we're gonna start off with and then we're gonna go right into our broad conversation. And I'd like to begin with uh, uh, Alexis Castellano because she has a, a local chamber story that ties to the value of being part of organizations such as the Homedale Chamber and other regional chambers, of course, as well. Uh, Alexis, can you share that story that emanated from right here in Bellworks at the Wave Room? Absolutely. Can you guys, should I, I'll do this. Um, so I have been attending chamber meetings, um, not as often as I had hoped, but as often as I can. And I've been doing that since, I guess, since you guys started, really, I think. Um, I used to have a business called Fasten. It was a bathing suit business. And I would come um, sometimes with my business partner to just attend the meetings and to be part of the community. I live in Homedale. Um, and when I was at one of the meetings, I heard um, Phil Petraka, who is the owner of Source Brewery in Colts Neck, talk. And he was talking about his Shark Tank experience. And at the time, my business partner and I were really trying to get onto Shark Tank. So that was why I came. That was the meet. When I heard he was going to be at the meeting, I said, I have to be at that meeting. And I really want to hear about his experience. And then what I came to learn was that he was in the process of opening up this brewery right in Colts Neck. And my brother, at the same time, was working at other half brewery in Brooklyn. And I knew, and he lit, my brother lives in Colts Neck. And I knew that the commute was really getting to him. And he was um, putting in his hours there to really learn the craft. But ultimately, his main goal was to open up his own brewery one day, or at least get back to this area. So after the meeting, I listened to Phil's story and I went up to him um, when, you know, people mingle after and I talked to him and I told him about my brother and I also wanted to hear about his Shark Tank experience. And he was so kind and he actually invited me, my business partner and my brother over to his home for dinner so we could just chat more about it. So that kind of opened that door. 
And we, well, the three of us went, we had dinner and, and we talked and we talked a little bit about Shark Tank, but it became more about Scott and uh, Phil talking about uh, the brewery. And there was a point where Scott was considering actually going to work with Phil um, at this brewery. But then this opportunity landed in my brother's lap, um, the Bowtie Movie Theater in Aberdeen on Route 34. Um, was not renewing its lease, and my brother learned about this, and he said, you know what, this is my shot, I've gotta take it. So he, he, he and his wife discussed it, and they decided we're going for it. So he decided, so we formed this company. At the time, I ended up selling my company. Literally the same day I sold my company and the paperwork went through, we sat at my kitchen table and formed his company, which was, uh, first called On the Brink uh, for the street he lived on in Coltsneck, which is Muhlenbrink. But we sooner, uh, we changed it to alternate ending because we couldn't get the, um, there was like a copyright on it or, or trademark. <laughs> These are the things that happen when you start a business and you don't research first. So anyway, um, Phil and my brother remained friends and Phil has been such an integral part of my brother's journey because even though my brother is opening up a brewery right down Route 34, like same street, just two towns away, he has been so kind and helpful, collaborative. I'm learning about this industry because now I work with my brother. Um, it's a very collaborative industry. And um, in fact, we were supposed to have our friends and family weekend this, this past weekend, and Phil and his family were attending. And it's just... When I hear my brother talk about um, how he built the brewery, I hear him reference Phil often, like, you know, Phil didn't like the way his tap system works, so he helped me so that I could make mine even better. And I just find that, you know, that all dated back to one day when I was here listening to somebody speak and like the connections that evolved from that one meeting just really made a big impact in this business that my brother um, started and is opening tomorrow. So after two years, so. Um, and tell us about the business. Tell us what you, you walk in and what do you see? Sure, so Alternate Ending Beer Co. It's located in the former Bowtie Movie Theater. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. It's been a staple of the Aberdeen Matawan community for so many years. In fact, my brother and I grew up going to movies there. I always say I had my first Sour Patch Kids at that movie theater. Um, and um, what we we wanted to preserve the, the movie theater aspect. So when we couldn't get the name on the brink, my brother said, okay, let's, let's bring this back to the movies. So he went through like a dictionary of movie terms and he came up with alternate ending. And it's significant in so many ways because it's like an alternate ending for the space. It's an alternate ending for my brother. He used to work at Viacom for 15 years and you know, decided to quit corporate America and pursue his dreams of being a brewer. Um, and then what happened was the, his, his initial plan was to just open a production brewery, but then a liquor license became available in Madawan, or Aberdeen, I should say. And he said, you know what, this is a great opportunity. It was somewhat affordable compared to other liquor licenses in New Jersey. And he purchased it. And so our model pivoted from a production brewery to a brew pub, which means now we can serve food. Now we can serve alcohol, not just beer. So we can have a full bar, wine, cocktails. We can have entertainment. Um, it just changed the, the model completely. 
So that was one way we pivoted. Um, and then, you know, COVID happened and we had to pivot yet again because we have a really big space. Um, the space on one half of the side of the building is the production area where all the beer is brewed and stored. And then on the other side of the building is the tap room and the restaurant which is where we have like a really beautiful bar, um, tables for, we, we actually kept some of the movie theater seats from the movie theater, reupholstered them and have like a lounge area. And then we, we have on the other side of the building, a movie theater. We created a movie room with a huge 200 inch screen. We're gonna, you know, our plan, we had all these plans before COVID, right? As did everybody. Um, so our plan was to show a weekly movie. Um, you can dine in there. We were going to have movie nights, brunch on Sundays for kids, family friendly. Um, but when COVID hit and we weren't even sure if we could have people in the building, we had to, to pivot our model again. And um, the beer my brother was brewing, his initial, um, his initial plan was to just not can his beer until a few months till we got into a groove and it was mostly going to be for sale in the tap room at the bar. But because of COVID, we had to pivot and we said, okay, you know what? We're going to start selling our cans right away. And we had our first can released last week and we sold out of mm, 1,700 four packs in two hours. So it's been pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. It's been pretty exciting, and um, we're opening up tomorrow, and um, we're booked through the weekend. So what time tomorrow? 3 p.m. 3 p.m. That's yep. great. What's the street address? It's uh, uh, it's and it's 1057 Route 34. It's by Eli's Bagels. Yeah, right next to Eli's. Actually, they brought over bagels yesterday for us. Yeah. They were really nice. And what's yeah. the website? It's aebeer.com. Aebeer.com. Yeah. You know, and you mentioned, uh, I'm, I'm hearing it's really ripples in the pond, right? Uh, because you're, if you do not attend the chamber meeting to meet Phil, who yeah. also invented physics, uh, it's yes, phys right? physics, yes. That, who, that was why I was attending for that, like yeah. to learn more about physics and his product on Shark Tank. Yeah. So if you didn't go to that chamber meeting, you may have an alternate ending. Right. Except, right. <laughs> exactly. Because then, you know, it ended up, providing another career path for me. So yeah, there are just so many alternate endings. That's so interesting, yeah. right? And so her brother worked at, at Viacom for 15 years, yes. right? And there are folks that do pivot and do decide to do different things in this journey of life. And we have another guest, Joe Castagliano, who was, uh, we were 36 years in IT and Wall Street. Yes. Right? And yeah. uh, involved with a number of different things, project management and a totally different world. Yeah. And now you're you're collaborating with your peers in painting with a twist as a franchisee, franchise owner. Yes. Um, and to, to share your story and how are you adapting and thriving? Well, this was um, I, I'm going to call it like a shock because you go from one day having people come in for events, public events, private events, and then all of a sudden everything's shut down and you know the lights are off. So you take that time to reflect and you think about what well, what is it that makes my business up and you figure out and we did this together with the franchisees what are the pillars that are going to support us the public events the private events now virtual events something new and then something else that was new the ability to do take home kits we never did take home kits before because we were all about bringing people together well the pandemic says people are not going to come together so 
now you got to look at things completely differently. So we did that and using those four pillars, just like anyone else can do in their business, figure out, you know, what are the legs that are holding my stool up? You can now use that to say, well, what's my message to people? And you can alter your message in terms of what your ads are going to be and, and how you're going to speak to people to get them in. You can then start to look at variants. So if I'm going to sell you take-home kits, you know, as the weeks go by, it's and I look and I see that, you know, sometimes people are ordering six kits. Well, what if I packaged up the party package, right? If people are saying, well, you maybe should only have about six people getting together in a home, right? Or maybe it's a good family size. What if I just sold you the take-home kit that had the six um kits in it so that everyone can enjoy it. Our take-home kits have video that you can uh, use on demand, so you can pause it, right? We normally teach step-by-step -step inside the studio. Now you're getting taught step-by-step -step online. The, the videos are housed on, on Vimeo. Um, they come with written instructions as well, so that you've got a little bit of clarity in terms of how things are written. And that's been what literally makes a business that depends upon people coming together survive. Um, offsites as well in terms of like the, the private parties. If, if you've got something going on in your home, I've done things for people in their backyards, um, in their garage with people socially distanced and uh, also gone out to the retirement communities as well because they want their residents to um, have some entertainment and that's been shut down. So we've done things at Arbor Terrace and uh, one of my, uh, I want to say the happiest event for me, I did something with Brandywine and it turned out to be people who were at late stage dementia. I had a blast with these people. We had so much fun. Did I have to paint about 12 paintings at once somehow or another? Yeah, kind of, sort of. But you know what? I got to interact with all these people who have beautiful souls and that was so worth it. So this is a way to just turn things around. You know, and I see Jacqueline, you're nodding your head and you're, yeah, you're, you're hearing these stories and like, I know that story. I, 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 I know what you've gone through. And there's a connection between Alexis and your offices as well, right? Because part of what we want folks to come out uh, of the meeting today that are watching on the, the podcast are also the nuts and bolts, how to, you know, the funding sources, the opportunities, and also NJ Thrives, which is a program that right. you lost, uh, launched a little while ago. Mm -hmm. uh, so would you like to, Alexa, speak to that story with Jacqueline and then Jacqueline, uh, pick it up and, and, and guide us through some of the nuts and bolts of what they could do now to pivot and thrive and survive in this environment. Sure. You want me to start? Go, Alexis. <laughs> well, um, so before um, I started my job as marketing director at Alternate Ending, I was I had my own business called Fasten with my business partner Jill. We invented this uh, bathing suit, um, this patented bathing suit, and Jill and I, you know, we literally taught ourselves everything from nothing. Um, we had Jill was a nurse, I was um, a party planner as Adrian knows, because I, <laughs> I planned to hurt both of her daughter's sweet 16s way back when. <laughs> so um, we learned about, through our lawyer actually, we learned about uh, Jacqueline's program at Brookdale, the SBDC, and we met with Jacqueline uh, quite a few times. And just working with Jacqueline and her team throughout the years of our business ha was just so helpful. They've, they made connections for us. Um, I always felt we had a connection. <laughs> 
Um, I do owe a big part of my success story to Jacqueline, and I will always feel that way. So, Alexis, sweet. But I have to say, it's always a team effort. But when you have someone coming into the Small Business Development Center and they're passionate about their idea, we're here to help you move it forward. And with Alexa, she was actually our success award winner as well, um, because they did such amazing things um, working with our organization, which we worked with them for over four years. It wasn't a thing that they walked in the door and we said, oh, here's some courses for you to take and, you know, good luck. As long as we see that a business is looking to move their business forward, we're here to help. And when I say we, I'm talking about the New Jersey Small Business Development Center. And it's actually a network. We're part of 12 other centers that are located throughout the state of New Jersey. And our focus is that through education and counseling, businesses can grow, thrive. And it doesn't matter whether it's during um, disaster time, and I say disaster because as Ted really said before, we've been through Sandy, you know, and we survived, and now the pandemic. So, you know, our focus is always what's going on, how is it that we're going to respond to the small business community to make sure that they are able to recover and that they become resilient. I mean, with Alexis, it was more, there were times that I know I spoke to her and her partner when they felt like giving up, and I was like, no, you know, you guys are amazing, you're doing fantastic things, whether you see it or not. And then, you know, things just turned around. So always for encouraging us, us always. <laughs> and that's part of it. And I always say, if you're a small business and you do have that passion behind you, we're here to help you. We're here to make sure that we put the resources in front of you, especially right now going through this pandemic. The word is about pivoting, right? I've heard it so much throughout everybody in the audience. I'm listening here as well. You know, what are the things that you're doing to change your business model? You know, those businesses that did not change their business model or have not taken this time right now to refocus their energy on what has to be done in their business, their business is not gonna open. The reality is that 25% of the businesses are not gonna come back. You know, we saw this during Sandy, again, we're seeing it with the pandemic, but it's all about taking, you know, again, I'm I listen to everybody in the audience and I'm going back to Ted when he said, you know what, my website needed an overhaul but I did not find the time to do it. Now I am, I'm taking the time to do it. And that's what I'm telling businesses, just like our center, utilize technology, which was mentioned in the back as well. You know, we're in the fourth industrial revolution. And what does that mean? We live with technology. We live with artificial intelligence. I don't know about you guys, but my watch, tells me what I'm supposed to get up and walk. You know, Alexa will remind me, hey, you said you had a meeting at two o'clock, what are you doing, right? We all live with technology. The fact that this pandemic happened, the fact that it happened while we're going through the fourth industrial revolution is huge. Why so many businesses were able to pivot, so many businesses were able to use technology to move forward. And we're here, and when I talk about we, I'm talking about the SBDC, we're here to make sure that if you don't have that skill set, we're gonna help you acquire it. We have a slew of workshops that are going on right now under the CARES Act. You know, we know if you don't know where to get funding or you're looking for grants, give us a call. I do wanna remind everybody that the New Jersey EDA, today is the last day that you can apply for their grant to get the application not to get uh, the grant itself, but just to get the application. If you don't apply for that application and receive an email that you're in the queue, you're not gonna be able to apply when the doors open. 
to apply for the grant. So there's a pre-registration to get the application to then get the grant. That's just one of the programs that the state has going on. If you visit our website, which is New Jersey Small Business Helps, Com, we have a whole list of all the different grant opportunities that are out there. Uh, I just don't want to say grants because they're loan opportunities as well, coming both from the SBA, which is on a federal level. And for those of you who don't know who the SBA is, the Small Business Administration, as well as NJEDA, which is our Economic Development Authority, and also working with the Business Action Center. We are part of that circle that's here to help the small business community. You know, I'm happy to hear how so many businesses have taken the time to pivot and to move forward. And with that being said, a program that we came up with, and it's not a program, it's more about informing the small business community statewide, and it's called New Jersey Thrive. And what we're trying to do is put, uh, let's say a, vi a library of videos of where we're gonna share information on how other businesses thrive during this pandemic. So it's up to you to just go visit our website and create a video. You'll have the specs on how long the video has to be. Um, you know, we're not looking for hours and hours of taping. Yes, we would love to talk about businesses that way, but we're looking for, you know, a two minute video. Just you telling us, you know what, this is what I did. This is where I went and I got the funding. This is how I was able to pivot um, the business. I mean, I'm listening to you and you're right. It's all about the customer and turning around and saying, what is my customer needs right now? How can I fill those needs? And answering those questions, not sitting back and saying, this too shall pass. When we walked in and I saw Alexa, which I was always happy to see Alexa. And Ted came over and we're talking and I said, you know, I was one of those naive people that when our school, because our center is out of Brookdale Community College, uh, Monmouth County uh, College, uh, that I'm proud uh, to work with as well. When the president closed March 11th, I thought, hey, two weeks home and we'll be back, right? And then I'm like, oh, so it's not two weeks. Before summer, we'll be back in the school. Well, now they're telling me good luck if we're back in January, all right? With the numbers going up again, one thing that we are hearing in the business community is the communication. What communication is coming out to help make it better for the business community, right? What is it that we're telling our customers? So it's something that we are working with our small businesses to make sure you market properly to your customers, you let them know what is it that you're doing, what are the new services. I was happy to see how many ways businesses were able to pivot and thrive even during this time. Like I said, not all businesses are gonna succeed, but I say, like I tell my team in my office, this is an opportunity for us to try everything. And if it doesn't work, we know what not to do next time, right? But at the very least, we have to give it a shot. I'm happy to say that the entire network works remotely, and that means that if you need to see one of the consultants, have a session with someone at the New Jersey Small Business Development Centers, you can. We are, we turned into experts on Zoom. I would say I should have brought stock in that company too late now, but we do, we did. My team is amazing in terms of what we didn't know, we know now. And we continue to move forward by pivoting, 
our services, making sure that they're meeting the needs of the business community and saying, what is it that you need? Let us know. And because this is such a huge unknown, you know, usually you forecast what's going to happen next year. Well, I don't know because of the pandemic this year, right? So I've spoken with colleagues that do this for a living and they're like, our models are all over the place because we don't know what's going to happen. But you have to keep on moving forward. So what have you done to pivot your business? What have you done to thrive? And we at New Jersey Thrives, that program, definitely look it up. We want to hear about you. And you don't have to be a client of the SPDC to put up your video. I was telling Alexa, I want to see the brewery one up there because they'll let me know if it's coming from Monmouth County. So, and our center covers both Monmouth and Ocean County. And I was ne neglected to say, thank you, Jeannie. And Terrence for always inviting me back. <laughs> They're pretty amazing. I mean, this is not the first time they've had me come out and talk. It's wonderful when you're here. And you had mentioned that New Jersey thrives, right? right. Ask, and there's a hashtag, hashtag NJ thrives. Exactly. And really it's um it's it's a marketing opportunity, mm -hmm. isn't it? Really, if you think about it, if you're if you own a business and you're thinking, well, why why should I send submit a video? And when I was looking at New Jersey Thrives, I was thinking, okay, I was trying to see about the business standpoint. Mm -hmm. And really it's a marketing opportunity. Absolutely. You're sharing your story, but you're also at the same time, you're sharing what you do. Uh, so for folks that are looking at that, you're expanding your audience, mm -hmm. right? Just like we're expanding our audience here to th really thousands of folks are gonna be watching this video and you know, business owners as well. You know, one of the things that uh, in, 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 uh, understand, in, in knowing you and knowing the background of uh, the organization is that you provide one-to-one -one counseling, right? Absolutely. At no charge. No, there's never a charge for our counseling yeah. and it's totally confidential. So anything you wanna discuss with us, especially the financial aspect of your business, which people tend to have a hard time addressing or really looking at their books, we're here to help. You know, And at no time do we communicate that information with anyone. And that includes our funding organizations. We do give them numbers because they wanna know who you're helping, how many you're helping, but we never say who that person is or who that organization is. So it's strictly confidential. Yeah. And that is one of the most amazing things about the Small Business Development Center, which happens to be a national organization. It's just not located here in the state of New Jersey. You can find us in all 50 states, as well as US territories. And some folks um, feel that the getting involved in the paperwork and the process and the applications is really daunting, right? So some give up before they start, mm -hmm. don't they? Now that EDA, the economic development, uh, that grant, that's 5 p.m. today. So, exactly. um, but it's not complicated. You go on the website, you start filling out mm -hmm. the, the data, filling out the information, at least so you're in the hunt, right? Right. Well, what NJEDA did this time, because anyone who's applied, may have hit a wall and said, oh my gosh, this site went down, or you know, it crashed, too many people are trying to hit it all at once. What they realized was that individuals or businesses that were applying for these grants didn't have all the documentation. So not only did they get into the queue, they started filling it out, something went wrong, they were rejected. So this time around, you know, we learn. As we're going along, we're learning. By that I mean, so are the government agencies. And as such, they decided, you know what? We're gonna give you an opportunity, a pre-application, just, or basically you're just registering to get the application, but it's gonna tell you exactly what you need.
So when the application opens for your particular industry or your group, depending on the size of your business, you'll know what paperwork you need to have in hand. You'll have an idea of what information you're going to put into the application in order to streamline the process. You know, at the beginning, things were so crazy with the pandemic, especially for us. I mean, I felt that every time I woke up, SBA had a different rule on the programs they had out there, and we were trying to just stay on top of it. And then NJEDA, same thing. Well, they're getting their act together. You know, they're really looking at it and saying from our client's perspective, how is it? Can, how can we make it easier? And this is it. They decided this is what they're testing right now. And if you don't put in for the application, you're not going to be able to apply for it come next week. So today, as you mentioned, five o'clock is the deadline. So get on, you know, NJEDA. Another um, grant that's available and they're still funding for in the application, it's extremely simple, is the one in Monmouth County. Absolutely. There was um, provided by the New Jersey freeholders. Go on to their site. I believe it's Mammoth. Visitmammoth.com. Um, yeah, it's visitmammoth.com. Thank you for the website. And their grant. Um, oh, 10,000. Yeah, it's up to 10,000. It's yeah. so easy. Um, it's so simple, easy. right? Said, yeah. They said, um, I, my our finance director applied for it, and she said it was like the easiest thing she ever did. Yeah. They did simplify the process, and that's where, you know, the organizations that we partner up with, state, local, and federal, is to make it easier for you, the small business community, especially acquire funding. Because while you're pivoting your businesses, you still need some funding to help you continue moving forward. You know, my what I would have loved to see first was the grants and then the loans. It kind of happened backwards um, because, you know, they have rules and regulations where the money comes from and how it could be spent. But as Alexa said, you know, some of them are easy to apply for and you could get up to almost $10,000. So don't be discouraged, especially if you need funding to move your business forward. There's still opportunities out there. And I want to repeat the website, NJ Small Business Help. Dot com because if you go onto that website, you'll be able to receive all the information regarding the different, it could be lending opportunities, grant opportunities, training opportunities that we are having, meaning the NJSBDC, as well as our partner organizations. Absolutely. And we're going to, we're talking about surviving, thriving, and pivoting. And we're going to uh, segue into one of the ultimate pivots in life in a moment uh, with breast intentions, but it also ties to uh, someone that's near and dear to the hearts of the sisters that are here today. I was at a meeting the other day uh, with a, a freeholder, Sue Kiley, and I wanted to share what part of what she said for businesses that were hurt during the pandemic, that are perhaps going into their own personal accounts or business accounts or you know, hitting that, that, that corporate credit card and, and thinking, you know, the paperwork is just not worth it. It's too much time. I'm too busy. I, I can't focus on that right now. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try to absorb it and figure it out. You don't have to, at least for up to ten thousand mm -hmm. dollars. Free older Kylie said very, very plainly, it's a simple application. It's a grant. Mm -hmm. And the state is calling the freeholders, asking how they're doing with the funding because they're going to start pulling it back. So if, if you take one funding concept out of this meeting today, you have to understand that there's something simple, easily facilitated, 100% grant if it ties to the, the pandemic, 
uh, and freeholder Sue Kylie made it very plain that it's it's easy. The funding is there, and then eventually the funding won't be there, or it'll be taken back by the state to repurpose. So visit Mammoth.com. You can apply. Mm -hmm. It's a grant. You your business applied for it, right? Yes, we applied and we received it. And um, our finance director told me it, there wasn't even like there wasn't even much documentation she had to submit. It was she said it was just the easiest process. Yeah. She couldn't believe it. Yeah. So uh, so that's important. So do take that away. And so we're talking about pivoting. We're talking about thriving, and uh, during the pandemic and different challenges they experience with your business. Well, life isn't just business. It's also your own health, your your own life. And for uh, an incredible amount of uh, women in the world, in, in the United States, I believe it's over 300,000 women are diagnosed each year with breast cancer. And so talk about the ultimate pivot when you have that conversation with your doctor uh, during a trying time, and then you have to face those challenges and the incredible dynamic of dealing with something so significant that it's the ultimate pivot. So I wanted to now introduce Marianne Ruane is here along with her sister, Carol Resch, who is a stage 3C breast cancer survivor. So thankful that you're here. Uh, we're so thankful that you're healthy and well. And we wanted to hear your story today. Okay. My name is Carol Resch and I, as Karen said, I'm a stage 3C my name is Carol Resch. I'm a stage three breast cancer survivor. I'll never forget the day that I was diagnosed. I was scared, angry, terrified, and a host of other emotions. I, I didn't know what it was all about. I had just retired 18 months before from a 25-year career on Wall Street. My husband and I had plans to travel the world, and we had amassed an amazing wine collection that we were saving for special occasions. So I was diagnosed at stage 3C, and I did two things on that day that I was diagnosed. I decided I was gonna do everything I could to survive, mastectomy, chemo, radiation. And the second thing that I did, I started to drink that good wine. <laughs> So the next few months and years were kind of a whirlwind of doctor visits, appointments, tests, operations. I had a double mastectomy in November that year. I started my chemo in December. I finished chemo in March. Then I had radiation starting in April, which ran through uh, June. Um, then I had a couple more operations to rebuild my breasts with breast implants. Once that was done, um, I followed my doctor's advice to give myself a better chance at survival, and I had a hysterectomy. During that procedure, the surgeon punctured my bladder and severed my ureter. So I, I was wondering if life would ever be normal again for me. But I've always been positive, so I always try to see the glass half full. So I tried to look at all the positive things that, that came out of the experiences that I was going through. So during chemo, there were a couple things. For one, I could drive in a convertible and not get my hair messed up. Blonde jokes weren't aimed at me anymore. 
when I didn't wear my wig, the service at the stores was just incredible. It, it was unbelievable. I stopped wearing the wig. The neuropathy in my feet made it easier to wear, to wear heels for an extended period of time. After the hysterectomy and the complications I had, I had to have a nephrostomy tube coming out of my back strapped to a bag that would collect my urine on my leg. The upside to that was I went to a Bruce Springsteen concert with my girlfriends and drank beer for three hours and never had to go to the ladies' room. So, you know, a few years later now, my life has returned to normal, and I'll tell you a little story to illustrate that. My husband and I were sitting on our porch. He was drinking a martini. I was having a glass of one of those good wines. And we were just reading, enjoying, you know, the leaves coming down. And my husband's this stoic German. He's not very emotional or expressive. But all of a sudden he said, you know, I love you very much. And I looked up at him shocked and I said, wow, is that you or the martini talking? And he said, that's me talking, but I was talking to the martini. So my life is back to normal. Um, the reason why I wanted to tell my story today was I really believe that I would not have been diagnosed at stage 3C if I had been doing a monthly breast exam. I never did. I did go for my mammograms. My mammogram had been in January in October, I was diagnosed at stage 3C. So it's very, very important to do your breast self-exam. Um, finding it early gives you the best chance at long-term survival. So I think that's all I really want to say. I want to say one, th one last thing. You can all make a difference today. Go home and do a breast self-exam. Ask your moms, your daughters, your sisters, your cousins, your friends to do one also, because really finding it early is so important. So now I'm going to turn it over to Marianne to tell you a little bit about uh, subsequent activities we've been involved in. So uh, after Carol went through all that she went through, a few months later, my sister Patty was also diagnosed with breast cancer, stage 2B. And then my sister Joan was uh, told that she had an 89% chance that she was next up. So because the three sisters had went through what they went through, my son and Eric, um, Carol's daughter, Erica, decided that they wanted to make a difference, but a difference in a way that they could help people and see and direct the funds that they raised towards people. They started working and raising money for the Relay for Life and I think it was like four in the morning and we were all punch happy walking the track. They asked us at 15, where's our money going to go? And the answer was, we don't know because all of those organizations and the American Cancer Society, they have great big sponsors and they, they do research, but we don't know where that, where those funds go. And the kids were not happy. So they enlisted their help of their, um, their uncle Dom. They raised, they took their birthday money, their confirmation money, any other money they could scrounge. They had a lawyer and they formed breast intentions of 5013C. And what they do with that money is they directly help women struggling. Their first 
case, they, they had money raised and they were on a local radio show and somebody had heard them and said, you have to call this woman. She's really struggling. So they called and they were so excited because now they can finally help somebody. And they called her and they said, you know, we have this money. What can we, what can we get for you? And she's like, no, no, no. And she, she was a teacher who could no longer work. She had six children. Her husband had suffered a heart attack. There was no money coming in this house. But she said, no, no, no. You need to help somebody that needs it more than me. And they said, please, please, you're our first. Let, let us help you. And she said, well, if you can put our heat on, that would be great for the winter. And these are the people and these are the patients that we help. I mean, everybody's talking about pivoting during the pandemic. Well, the one thing that I can tell you is the patients don't stop coming, even more so now during COVID. They're, they're out of work. Uh, they used to be on disability and they'd have to wait for their disability, but now there's, there's no money coming in and it's been, it's been terrible. So we, uh, the pivot that we made is we're hustling because all of our fundraisers were canceled. Um, and we, un unlike the American Cancer Society, who has big sponsors, we rely on you. We rely on donations. And we've been very blessed to get a lot of donations. And, um, and we continue to help people. I'll just tell you a quick story of someone that one of our caseworkers helped last night. She's a business owner. She owns a bar, owned a bar, shut down during COVID, shut down in March. So now she's home. She feels something. She feels a lump. She calls her doctor and they said, well, you know, it, it's probably nothing. Don't worry about it. Relax. So March, April, May, this lump's getting bigger. So now she's in a panic. She, I have to come in. I have to do something. I don't care what it is. Take it out. Well, we're not doing surgeries now because of COVID. Last night on the phone, she's stage four, mets to her spine, mets to her brain, and in a sheer panic, doesn't know what to do. She's started chemo. She's going to do radiation. And we always ask our patients, what's keeping you up at night? What can we do to help you? And she said, my husband's a first responder, a firefighter. Our car is terrible. It doesn't work. Can you repair it? And we, of course, are repairing her car. We're sending her food cards and we're sending her gas cards while her car is being repaired. So those are the things that we do. We help people directly. There's no one at Breast Intentions that takes a salary. We are hustlers, we're volunteers, and we're just really glad to meet everybody here to get our word out because the more you know about us, the more all of us together can help women struggling. And that's what we do. Every penny we raise goes right back to women struggling. I don't know. Do you have a story you want to share? If we all talk to patients. I could make you cry, but uh, I, Jeannie knows how much I can talk. So she's probably like, no, enough. <laughs> but well, I, I will. There are a lot. Some of them, and I apologize. I, I do get emotional when I tell these stories. But we had this one woman. Um, she was being treated at Jersey Shore, and she was referred by the social worker there, and she was end-stage breast cancer. And the social worker called us up and said, um, the doctors have given her six months to a year to live. 
and all she wants to do is go home, but there we we don't know how to get her there. Her home, her parents lived in Ohio. So they called us. We got together with our board. We bought her a first class ticket to her home in Ohio with a companion to take her there. And when she got off the plane, she was met by her parents and her four brothers. They took her home and she died six days later. So we were very grateful. To, I'm sorry. We were very grateful we could give her that gift. So those are the kinds of things that, that we do. Whatever their greatest need is, we try to take away that worry and let them concentrate on either end of life issues or getting better. So, so, and, and also to just a shameless plug, our website is <laughs> breastintentions.org. Uh, we handed out flyers, but on our website, site there's a donate button feel free to donate we'll, we'll never turn those away again all volunteers all money goes direct to patients struggling thank you Jeannie, and thank you terrence for having us really appreciate thank being you. here we're, we're really so honored to 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 be able to share to to hear you share your story your personal story and what i, I call the ultimate pivot because we're you can have so, so many different things going on during your day, and then something so significantly different happens in your life that changes everything. So uh, the work that you're doing, uh, your organization to help women and families to, to ease the burden of their journey is incredibly important. And so it's breastintentions.org, correct? Yes. And you know, it, with the chamber meetings, the nonprofits, um, are, are such an important part. It courses through the veins of the Chamber of Commerce. It really does. For anyone who has observed uh, the chamber, which launched about three years ago, right here in Bellworks, and the networking, the conversation, really, I almost wouldn't call it networking. It's conversations with folks you get to know and have become friends. And that's so important today in with uh, what, what I would call anti-social media and the disconnection the disconnect between folks, not the coming together. So to have folks come together and talk and see each other. When when Alexis walked down and she saw Jacqueline, it was I, I was going to say hello to Jacqueline. I was like, I'm interrupting. They're having a fantastic conversation. <laughs> Sometimes it's really and it's tough for some of us, Joe. Right? We're, <laughs> we're, we're to know when we just need to be quiet, right? Um, but I do want to share at the at the at the last meeting, Bob Hugel was up, and he's. Um, this incredible strength behind the Francis Foundation. And we were also blessed to have Ralph Zucker, president of Somerset Development here in the audience to share a few words. Uh, this vision, this what, 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 what is before us and what folks have come to enjoy in the Metro Burb um, is his vision, uh, a vision realized. And now, now in Chicago, similar uh, exciting developments going on uh, in his world. We were talking about the annual event that Francis Foundation had. Uh, it was in uh, down in the uh, Eatontown area, uh, uh, rather down in the Long Branch area, and it was packed. There were a thousand people. You could not move. Obviously, this is prior uh, prior year. You could not move, and it was it was honoring and, and cherishing the, the 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 warriors and the angels that uh, suffer and, and, and try to succeed and live and thrive and beat pediatric cancer. Incredibly profound event. And 
I mentioned in passing, I said, Bob, Bob, you know, your event was in the wrong location. Should have been here at Bellworks, right? And, uh, but I have to say, and it was so amazing. It was really like, it was magic here on the stage where Mr. Zucker said, you know, Bob, your next event, you're going to be right here as my guest. Really powerful because those resources um, can then be redirected to the families that just want to keep the heat on during an incredibly trying time. So important. So we, um, we want to thank everyone for being here. Really so much appreciated. I wanted to get some uh, key takeaways from Jacqueline though, before, because we're focused on how businesses themselves during this time can avail themselves to uh, critical resources. If you can share, um, three key reasons that folks should contact you just so they have clarity uh, of purpose uh, to reach out to your organization. And uh, also the interconnection with nonprofits as well is incredibly important because I'm sure you refer folks that want to also reach out to nonprofits like Breast okay. Intentions and others to, to do well by doing good for others. Uh, but what would be three key reasons that folks should pick up that phone and call your organization um, during this time from a business perspective? Well, first and foremost, technology. You're having an issue with technology, cybersecurity, give us a call. Because working from home and that security on your internet, it's not there like you have. Oops, thank you. Okay, I see Jeannie going, Mike, Jackie, Mike. Uh, again, I thought I spoke loud enough, right? Okay, so first thing is um, technology. If you're having an issue with technology regarding cybersecurity or you know, you're working from home and you think your, your connection is secure, it's not. It's not like working from your office. I know the securities that I have at Brookdale don't compare to what I have at home, you know? So you have to worry about that because of the information that you're transmitting. And also we live in a world right now where Zoom conferences are it. I had an event where if it wasn't because I had a backup, my system went down completely, service-wise, beyond my control. So first one, technology. Having issues with that, any concerns, you need to speak to a consultant about it, you wanna restructure what you're doing at home, you wanna make sure that it's secure, give us a call, that's one. The other one has to do with communication, it's key. How are you marketing um, the safety of your business with your customers? What are you doing with that communication? Whether it's business to business or business to consumer, communication is key. Are you communicating with them? Do you need a strategy for that? Whether you're doing it on social media or you're looking at other ways of doing it, give us a call. We can help you come up with a strategy to make it happen. And then in terms of business model, if, you know, by now, so many months in, I really hope you've looked at your business model. But sometimes when you're a solo entrepreneur, it's really difficult to brainstorm by yourself. So you need someone that you could bounce your ideas off of, that you can say, hey, am I on the right track? What do I need? You know, how do I move from this strategy or this type of business model to another business model? How do I keep my business going? You need someone to talk to, that's what we're here for. And on top of that, we have a slew of resources and trainings that are available. 
So many businesses went on to e-commerce. You need a strategy for that. Don't think it's as easy as, you know, well, it's a good idea. I'll give it a shot and see what happens. Do it strategically. Find out from the individuals who are experts in the help that you need. Guide it. Guide you. Why not? That's what we're here for. We're here to make it easier for you. So to me, those would be the three things that will help businesses succeed beyond the pandemic. You know, whether you've pivoted or not, to me, those would be the top things. And then I do want to remind you of the website, njsmallbusinesshelps.com and hashtag New Jersey Thrives as well. Let us know how you're doing, you know, whether you're a client or not. It's fine, but we want to share your story with the whole state of New Jersey. I want to thank you for that. And as mm-hmm. we, we start rounding out our, our podcast today, um, we're talking about business and resources and, and different ways to pivot uh, as far as um, your, your industry and what you're doing for a living. But if you don't take care of yourself, you, you're you going to have great difficulty taking care of anybody, everybody else in any way, whether it's your family, your business, or others. And from his background and experience, Joe, can you share uh, thoughts on uh, bringing it more towards health and wellness? Sure. Because if you're, if you're in a, a healthy state and you're taking care of yourself, that's when your business or your nonprofits and your other endeavors for others can truly shine. Can can you share a few moments and then we'll we'll go around the room on final thoughts and then we'll open up to the public and then we'll close. Thank you. Sure. Well, one of the things that hasn't been mentioned is I actually have some background in um, group fitness and I also did have a kickboxing studio at one point too. So the importance of exercise really can't be understated. If you're working your butt off, trying to survive, you have to take care of you first. You've got to be in a healthy state. And that physical activity is going to give you some mental and emotional clarity as well. You're going to release some toxins and you're just going to feel better about yourself. Treat yourself as well. I know this is a time when you want to actually conserve some capital, but be careful about how you spend and then treat yourself get a massage at hand and stone you will feel 10 times better again you're going to get some energy release some tension release and some toxin release and you're going to walk out feeling that much better i also happen to be believe it or not a reiki master so i'll tell you go get a reiki treatment someplace as well I know it might sound hokey, and believe me, when I first got into Reiki, I thought it was hokey, but it's not. And I'm going to tell you why it's not. Einstein, E equals MC square. Energy, matter, they convert one to the other. Believe it or not, Reiki and the application of some hands-on healing or even some distance healing and some energy work can really help you, again, achieve a nice mental state. At a minimum, you're going to feel relaxed. Beyond that, you can find that you've got a bit more emotional balance going on and some mental acuity. Avoid, as Terrence mentioned this earlier, Avoid social media. It's addictive. It's meant to be addictive. And right now, it's a little bit poisonous. People are really just nasty on there. Don't subject yourself to the negativity. Socialize with people. Do some business networking, right? And and I think that's what's really important, too, it is 
your ability to talk with people who are in similar situations and your ability to actually exchange positive thoughts with them, it's a tremendous opportunity to help people. I, I belong to um, La Tip of Middletown, which is uh, like a, a referencing. We, we refer business to each other and Holly Schultz is in the, um, in the, uh, the, the chapter as well. It's like a support group. When we get together, we're really positive. And so you can have a bad day, but get together with people that you know, and you'll just feel so much better about yourself. And then lastly, quality time with family, pets. And I'm going to tell you that my son Hokey too, again, just being out in your garden amongst the trees and the plants take your shoes off. Yeah, it might be a little chilly right now, but take your shoes off and let your feet touch the earth and you will actually feel better about yourself and it'll just help you move forward. But that ability to give yourself time, you deserve it. So give it to yourself. Joe, thank you so much. Alexis, you'd like to share some thoughts? Sure. Um, I definitely, you know, just getting back to the pivoting, um, when we formed our when we formed our alternate ending two years ago, we um, had grand plans and lots of mo- you know a, ba- a basic business model. And with COVID, we've had to pivot multiple times. Um, what if we can? What if we can't open indoors at all? What if we can only open at twenty five percent? You know, I'm getting inquiries every day. Is there outdoor dining? It's getting colder. You know, we're trying to take reservations. We can't take reservations for outdoors because we don't know how the weather's going to be. So it's just a nonstop having to be on your feet to be able to answer questions and like present information in the most, um, the beneficial way. But, um, as far as getting back to like forming a business, um, in the early stages, um, when, when I used to call Jacqueline, she would refer us to a marketing person if we had questions, a finance person if we had questions. So much of what we were doing, we just didn't know. Um, you know, it's like you don't know until you know. Um, so we, Jill, my partner and I were smart. We, we knew when we needed help. We sought out that help. Um, and that really, I think, contributed to our success. So I would definitely never be afraid to ask for help. And especially with the services that Jacqueline provides, it's free. I mean, it's, it's, you know, why wouldn't you, you know, go there and, and use, utilize that, those services and, um, just really became, like I said, part of our story. So that's it. <laughs> Thank you, Carol. Marianne, would you like to share some uh, thoughts? Uh, my final thoughts and my last bit of advice that I'll give is drink your good wine. Don't save it for a special occasion. Your life is a special occasion. So drink your good wine. Yeah, and just to follow that up, um, I know this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but remember breast cancers all year round. And during the pandemic, a lot of things stopped, but those diagnoses don't. And again, we we rely on chat, our donations and we don't have the big sponsors. We're all volunteer run and we thank you for, for listening to us and supporting us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Jacqueline. Oh, I thought I had already said my final words, but okay. You always have the <laughs> final word. Never. That's how it works. <laughs> no, uh, as Alexa said, you know, we're here to help. I do want you to know, I said before, we're not the SBA, we're not. We're Part of the technical support 
team, you could say, because there are other organizations that they fund as well. And that being said, that means we are your tax dollars at work. You know, you've already paid for these services if you're in business. Take advantage of us. You know, visit our headquarters site, which is njsbdc.com. If you want to visit our center site specifically, that's mosbdc.com, which stands for Mammoth and Ocean Small Business Development Center. So I, with that, I, you know, my final words are stay safe, be well, continue moving forward, use the time to restructure your organization any which way that you need to financially, your business model, take a look. What better time than the present to create a better future? Thank you so much. Thank you. I wanted to uh, share, if you or anyone you know has a, a story to tell that they're leading and they're leaders in their field, particularly if it ties to legislation or policy, I do host a podcast called Legisleaders. And we've had a, some wonderful interviews with Freeholder Sue Kiley, uh, so, uh, also Jack Cittarelli, uh, Republican uh, candidate this year, Chris Smith. We did an hour and a half podcast. And if you want to hear about some significant issues, human trafficking, Lyme disease, autism, uh, and other pieces of significant legislation that that don't have a party. It's not Republican or Democrat. It's the, the human condition and what's happening in the world. Uh, you know, give a listen to that. But folks with nonprofits and, and legislation that needs to be passed and folks that are making a difference, uh, I'd be happy to um, have an interview with them and also broadcast that out so folks can learn and understand what's happening uh, maybe in the, the healthcare arena or the business arena, or what have you, because part of the role of the chamber is to advocate for business. Mm-hmm. It's to connect with our freeholders, Sue Kiley and others, uh, our legislators, such as our new assemblyman, Jerry Scharfenberger, and our federal legislators, whoever they may be from time to time throughout the years. So we really appreciate everyone being here today. We hope that folks brought, uh, were able to take something out of uh, the, the meeting and please share uh, the podcast and let your friends know. And uh, with that, Jeannie, do we, are there any questions from the public before we before we uh, close out? Because we our guests will be here obviously afterwards as well. But if there was a question, uh, we certainly would be happy to uh, have it answered uh, now. Denise. Denise, thank you, Denise. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, actually, I just want to make a comment. Well, first of all, fantastic panel. You guys are all amazing. Um, I just want to bring up breast cancer. Not only women are affected by breast cancer, men's breasts can also unfortunately developed breast cancer as well. My uncle was one of them. So it affected me personally. So please, let's not forget about the guys in, in the, the breast cancer fight. We actually have helped some gentlemen through breast intentions, more than one. Yeah. It's Terrence. Check. Breast. Check them. Check them. Everybody check them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Denise. You got that, Joe? Okay. We're on it. We're on it. Um, well, thank you so much. Uh, and also, again, thank you from uh, to uh, Ming from a Shared Universe podcast studio for hosting this event. Have a great day and look forward to more connections between all the folks that are here and beyond and the, and the 2,000, maybe 4,000, hopefully, right? <laughs> so l- let us know. Give us your thoughts. And for- I think we had Ming, am I correct? Because Ming had another 2,000. So really, during the live podcast last time, we had nearly 400 people tune in. 
And then now to date, we have about 4,000 people that watch the video afterwards. Wow. So what do you say? Video podcast, good idea, Home Loan Chamber of Commerce? Yeah. All right. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Take care. Thank you for having us.